Welcome to Dub Nation, the official show of the Utah Warriors of Major League Rugby. I am Jerem Jordan. He is Banksy, and we've got kits, baby. Boy, our design department has done it again. Best kits in MLR. I've seen three or four of the other teams. Nothing comes close to this new new Utah Warriors kit. It's awesome. Check them out right now. The Crossroads, where roads converge and diverge. Where paths collide. It's where warriors are made. It's where warriors are built. Our state, the land, its people and their spirit are just built different. Whether you were born and raised, or whatever road led you here, this place will build you. The fabric of our being will resonate with you. The fabric of a crossroad built around hard work, that innovative mindset, binding us together in humility and forged by the drive to be forward focused. Built to protect the home ground. Built to take the fight on the road. Built on community, family, tradition, and respect. Built for the nation. Utah built. Hey, hey, how about Greg Cooper, the head coach, doing the voiceover, by the way? Love that. Love seeing Jolie Hodgson in there, Joey Mono in there, rocking the new kit. Absolutely fantastic. I mean, the three kits now, the one home in the traditional black on black strip, and then the away kit in the red and black that we're used to seeing. And then the alternate kit in the white for the teams that have similar colors. Think maybe a certain team from Southern California who likes to copycat everything we do. Oh, I see what you did. I'm not going to name names. I'm just saying hypothetically. (laughs) In in theory, uh, yeah, the white is new. I think that looks real fresh. I think Utah should wear that on February 25th at home. So they just blend into the snow. It'd be like Boise State wearing blue jerseys on the blue turf. Are you calling it already? Or this, or like the schedule just came out. Please no. (laughs) We'll get to that. We're on the Utah Warriors Facebook, Twitter, YouTube account. Subscribe to the podcast version on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Okay, here's what's on the show. We're going to break down the schedule. It's been out a couple of weeks, but we haven't had a chance to kind of digest it, break it down, tell you our thoughts on it. Lance Williams doing work in the offseason. He will join us from Cape Town, South Africa, with the USA Sevens ahead of their competition and in the series coming up this weekend. We'll talk about the shot clock proposal that World Rugby is discussing. Chicago gets a mascot. We'll tell you what it is and a little transaction news from the Warriors. So let's break it down with the 2023 schedule. 16 games in 18 weeks. This is the same as it's been. 10 games of, uh, you know, home versus road uh, against the five Western Conference teams. And then you have one game against each of the six Eastern teams, three home, three road, two bye weeks in there. That is the schedule. Let's jump into February. Season begins February 18th at San Diego. Hey, probably a good weather game, a little bit of a rivalry. Banksy trying to stoke the fires against unnamed team. And then uh, Dallas is the home opener. That is on the 25th. That's the game I was mentioning that hopefully we don't have snow for. That could be an adventure. Any game before, really, Easter is a coin flip on the weather here in Utah. So that could be a fun one with the grounds crew uh, plowing the the lines on the opposite side of the field as the action changes back and forth. I imagine we might have a, a foul weather game on our hands on the 25th. 
Hopefully not, but probably. Into March we go. On the 4th, at Chicago. There's the name. We'll talk about it later. On the 11th, there's a bye. At NOLA. That should be decent weather. Typically, as they host a lot of home games at the beginning of the year. Toronto comes at Utah. Hey, either way, if you're playing in Toronto or in Utah, you're going to have tough weather on March 25th. And then New England comes to Utah. So an important two-game homestand there against Eastern Conference teams that always bring it. It'll be exciting to see what Utah um, uh, can do through those first three games. You know, starting on that kind of little West Coast swing early, we get the early bye. So really, if we can go 3-0 and in those early games and set ourselves up for that next six-game spread, you know, it's going to be really good to see the foundation that this team can lay because there are, even with Dallas on the schedule, there are no easy games in Major League Rugby. So it's going to be a full 18-week haul for the boys to get it done. That March 31st game, by the way, on a Friday night. So that should be uh, uh, pretty fun. Or a Friday, rather. We'll see what time it's at. Okay, into April. The 8th at Houston. Seattle comes to Utah on April 15th. Big rivalry there. 22nd all the way to D.C. against Old Glory. And then that second bye comes in round 10. What do you think of April? Uh, April is a very – I think that's probably the most manageable situation of the bunch. Um, Obviously, every season unique with its own set of challenges, and we've yet to see how the changes with uh, the team shrinking and the addition of Chicago uh, will play out in this season with players moving all over. Um, every team doing their best to continue to get better. But as I look at it, as it stands now, historically, this may be the most manageable set of games that the Warriors will face through the season. Hopefully in a great position, trying to make a push for the playoffs, which is the goal this season, as said by Greg Cooper, the new head coach. To May, it's going to be May. Sixth, uh, San Diego coming to town. Always good. My Nono hopefully comes in that one. 13th at Dallas. And then uh, two more home games. Houston coming to town. Rugby ATL, always a tough one uh, with the uh, with rattlesnakes there. That's going to be a fun month because, hey, in May, you got some good weather. You're, you're rocking Zions Bank Stadium with three home games. And three out of four at home is massive through the mid part of the season. It lets the boys be home near family. You kind of get to recoup and recover through what's going to be a very physical first half of the season. And this is a chance really to make your statement on your hopes for the postseason here with those three out of four being played at Zions Bank Stadium. You better take care of business in May because June is tough. At Seattle on June 4th, that's a Sunday game. Home against Chicago. Again, Chicago talented. We'll talk about them later, as mentioned. And then you finish at New York. That is a tough finish um, against a team that uh, was one of the best, if not the best, in the league last year. Seattle always tough. Uh, Chicago going to be a formidable force in Major League Rugby this year with the teams, uh, the team that they've put together and the players that they've acquired. And uh, Rugby New York, the beast out of the East, man. Uh, that's going to be one hell of a way to end the season. New York, of course, the MLR champs in 2022. Okay, so we have an off-season checklist, and uh, we've checked it twice. And um, so here's what's been checked off. Uh, everything. We've had the Collegiate Rugby Shield. We've had the draft. We've had the schedule. We have the roster. We have the kit. Um, we're good. And back to the graphic that we skipped through, my bad, Eastern Conference games. So here's how they split up home and away. So home, you got Toronto, New England, Atlanta. Away, NOLA, D.C., in New York. The home games with the Free Jacks in Atlanta, I, I think that was a good dose of those six. Like, whatever combination that was going to be, I think it's pretty good 
that you get those three at home. I think getting those three at home is key. Playing in Toronto is always tough. Playing in uh, ATL, always tough. But I think the big advantage in the away games is getting New Orleans early. You don't have to play there late in the summer when the heat is blasting away and the humidity is up and the temperature is just stifling. So to get that NOLA game early, I think, is key. Overall, what do you like? What do you not like about the schedule? Uh, I'm excited because uh, I think as well as for the Utah Warriors and every team in Major League Rugby, you cannot overlook a single team on this schedule. There's no easy games in Major League Rugby. You've got to bring it every week. You can't look past a single match. Every single game day is must-watch TV. And there's a vacuum in the Western Conference of power, if you will, because prior to the sanctions on L.A. and Austin, hey, they were the top two teams uh, coming out of the West. So there's an opportunity here. Obviously, a lot of those players have been distributed mainly to one team in Chicago. More on that, like triple T's by me to that. It's not that big of a talking point, I promise. But, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting that Utah can certainly occupy one of those three playoff spots. Right away, like Greg Cooper has said, hey, we need to make the playoffs. And they've got a good roster. They've got a manageable schedule. I don't look at anything and go, oh, gosh, they're going on the road for four in a row or anything. Because in the past, at the beginning of the season, it's been like, oh, we just win one or two of these because we have to go on the road. No, you're going to play a couple of home games. It's going to be cold, whatever. you got to get through it. And, uh, hey, the playoffs are certainly within reason. I think that's a fair goal from us biased Warriors broadcasters. Well, I think if we look at it and the squad that's been put together and the the staff that Coops has at his disposable disposal, it's very easy to say that we should compete for a playoff spot with the history of this franchise and the quality of rugby that we've we've been able to play. Competing for one of those three spots should be automatic, you know. And we're never we're never rebuilding; we're always reloading. Brandon Sparks likes to say, you know. And really, that's what all we've done this off season is reload for another big push and another big run. We can take three games early before that first bye week. Last year, really tough to start on the road the way they did, I think, with four away games and then the bye before we finally got a a game at Zions Bank Stadium and against the top teams in the West. I mean, we opened up at San Diego, Seattle. Seattle was on a Thursday. You know, so on a short week, it was really hard to do. Much more manageable this year with the home game in February uh, as well. Um, so really high expectations this year for this team. It's going to be fun, man. It's going to be awesome. All right. If you are ready, we gave you the peak. You know what it looks like. You need to get your pre-orders in now for the 2023 kit. Look at that. Jolie Hodgson cap and the big man Tomasi Tonga wearing that red and white strip. If you want to pre-order now, go to shop dot warriors rugby.com all the cool kids are doing it pre-order your kit now so you can be ready to go at zions bank stadium all right thanks banksy let's talk about lance williams and what kind of offseason he's been happening uh and been involved with because this guy had an all mlr first team season and that would have been good enough if we didn't hear from lance the entire offseason that came back he would have had a great offseason regardless this dude went to south africa played in the tens league where he did really well premier rugby sevens then the USA Rugby Sevens call him up. He debuted in Dubai. They took fourth. And now he's in Cape Town um, this weekend playing in a Sevens tournament. By the way, uh, the Sevens tourney coming to L.A. in February. Get your tickets. Go to that. Maybe, uh, you know, some of the other guys are involved there. Lance won't be. He'll be playing in MLR. But Banksy, this guy has had an all-MLR first-team offseason as well. 
You know, and as long as I've known Lance, I think I played with Lance in like his second rugby game ever when he came in at the club level playing with Park City Haggis. And we knew then that he was an incredible athlete, you know, but to see him continue this rugby progression to now just playing at all of these elite levels in whatever discipline the code has, has been awesome because no matter where he goes, he makes an impact on and off the pitch. You know, he's such a fun guy to be around. So the good news for Dub Nation is Lance may be in the best shape of his career ever to kick off MLR, having been through all of these different competitions. He's he's awesome, and he's going to be even better uh, this year, which is awesome because, hey, USA 15 should call him up. And we now welcome to the program Lance Williams all the way from Cape Town, South hey, Africa. Yeah, Lance, what is up, our guy? What's up, my boys? Good to see you again. Good to hear you guys' voices. JJ, Banksy. Appreciate you guys, man. It's always good to be on this the Dumb Nation, man. Well, it's great to Yay! have you, man. You've been a busy dude. Um, what's the offseason yeah. been like? And first off, how's uh, Cape Town, South Africa? You're you're back uh, in South Africa. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. And I'll tell you, man, the prices here is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's so cheap here. And, man, no, the offseason has been beautiful, man. It's been it's been a great experience. Um, just um, going all over the world, just traveling the world is, you know, much as I, I – just trying to travel as much as I can do and um, the time that I have, you know, and um, just, just having fun with it, with, uh, with also playing rugby, you know, uh, traveling, playing rugby, working hard in the off season, trying to get recognitions um, and stuff like that. But other than that, man, it's been a great experience um, with these, with these guys. So it's, it's been a great off season, just training hard. And like always, like we always say, we put our head down and just go to work, man. So you played through the Premiership 10s, which, by the way, your 10s club had the best kit in that competition. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. And you guys had a really good run in that. And then you played mm -hmm. through the, the Premier 7s. What yeah. leads up from those two competitions to Coach Friday giving you the call saying, hey, we want you in the USA camp? Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, Banksy, um, I, I had a bigger picture in my head. Um, you know, the the goal was to, was to um, uh, shoot – shoot uh, my goal to towards the 15s you know trying to get um a call up or or some some kind of camp to to um you know in south africa to train with these guys in south africa before they went to dubai to do the qualifiers um but so since that didn't um go through uh, i was like that's all right you know the next path to We'll continue on, just keep working. So I got um, invited to the tennis tournament, and I was also in South Africa. So um, got a call up by the Rhinos uh, Academy, and um, these guys wanted to. They said, "Oh, we we want we want you to play in the the tennis tournament that's coming up in Cape Town uh, and Pretoria." I was like, "Oh yeah, for sure, let's do it." Traveling the world, playing in, in these t competitions, and also in PR sevens, man. It's with those three tours that's going on and was in San Jose, uh, Washington, DC and, uh, finished stuff in Austin. It's great experience. It's all good platforms, you know, all good. Um, uh, I want to say, um, development of, of, um, uh, leads that that's, you know, could, could put, um, people like me and, uh, you know, like put guys and great athletes on the platform and just, you know, get them, get them on the, on, on the radars and, you know, with these international coaches and stuff. So, you know, I use that as, as, as a, as one of my tools in the off season to just get recognition. If this didn't, if the MLR didn't, um, quite didn't help me out or this didn't help me out or this didn't work out, we'll just do as much recognition as I could get and, and to, 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 uh, you know, making my dreams come true. They're making the USA team. So, but other than that, man, like it was just, 
when I got the call up and the email from Mike Friday, man, it was just a true blessing. It was just all relief off my shoulders. And the, the only thing that was going through my mind is hard work, just going through the hard work, just doing the, doing what you've been doing the offseason and just put your head down and go to work and see if you can make this uh, the, your um, debut in Dubai and, and going on to Cape Town. And that's what it happened. So I, I'm really blessed. I really am blessed. We're talking to Lance Williams from Cape Town, South Africa, with the USA Sevens coming up this weekend. Have you had time to relax at all? <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm telling you, the when I was in um, in Sacramento in um, in California, the, those beaches, man, those those time off on Wednesdays, those um, when I have time to go to the beach and jump in the water, put my feet in the water, man, that was that was the only breaks I had. But other one than whole that, day man, a week. Yeah, one whole day a week was like you're a, a Mormon Sunday missionary. You had your preparation day, <laughs> one whole day. Yeah, so Wednesday, Sunday was my day off, and but other than Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday was all was either you know in the in the weight room or on the field or even in the in the film room too as well. So, but and those that the scenery of uh, in in Chula Vista and and Sacramento and all over you know the places that I've been through and you know going through. Uh, uh, training different kind of settings of training it's, it's been help man it's been helping so much with the beach and the water it's just, it's all those little things help me around even the, the guys around me too like they you know even though they feel homesick but they always they always make me feel at home like like people like Serevi I've been trained by Serevi there in, in, in um, at the rugby academy in, in Rhinos Rhinos Academy in Sacramento man those guys Really, really hardworking guys. So those guys keep me where, where you know, where I feel safe at, kind of like my second home. So it's good. The little things make a big difference for an island yes, boy. So now we can happily say internationally <laughs> capped USA Eagle with the sevens, Lance Williams. Man. Fourth place in Dubai with the team. A lot of fresh faces on the team. You know, they rolled yep. over a lot of new guys. How was the chemistry going into that tournament? And you've got to be pretty pleased with a fourth place result knowing that there's still more to come, that that wasn't the best effort that this team had, mm. right? Oh, absolutely. Man, um, I got to tell you, man, this this is a, this is my first time being – it was was such a more smaller time. I've been with, uh, what, camping for two weeks, and then now this extra two weeks coming. So I've been with these guys for about a little bit over for four weeks and three weeks. So – and um, these, these uh, the coaches here, like Mike and Phil and Pinkelman, they know that I, I'm still getting used to the system – but all you know, all they asked me is, he said, "Bro, just just do what you do, man. Like you know, we we want you to hard hard card carries, every there offloads, whatever hard defense. We that's what that's what reason why we bought you on this tour." So I was like, "Okay, perfect, yeah." I, like I'm the chemistry here is is awesome. The athletes, the man, the amount of athletes that that's on this squad is is off the roof, man. And it's it's crazy with people working like like David Steele, um, Perry Baker, Kayvon Williams. Um, Joe and Tala and all these guys, Neymar, man, these guys that I've been playing with and I'm playing against with also in the PR Simmons as well. So, man, like it's a young squad, but it's a very um, hungry squad, I want to say. Like, man, these guys are so hungry to to get better each and every day and and learning from these uh, veterans as like Steve, Steve Thomasy and, and all these uh, these guys that's been in the program for years. Man, it's like I said, I've just been a sponge for the past four weeks and I'm just and these guys know these guys know I'm still getting those um, 15 habits here and there you know they, they can see it around the field but like they know that I I can quick to develop and I, just a quick learner around the field so that's why 
um, I thank Mike and, and Phil and these guys with their patience of just like trusting in, in what they, uh, what they see and what they believe. So like, man, like I said, like these guys, like, I, I don't even, I'm just mind blown. Like, it's, like I said, it's, it's been, I was nervous, but like, honestly, when I, 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 I don't see cry when I, <laughs> when I found out that I was in the tour. So it was, it was great. I believe you know all those talks that we've been through in the dub nations like why is this like man it's finally dream come true but like what we said jj and next you know it's all hard work bro it's all hard work this it's been through off season so and you've earned it you've worked hard for these opportunities which is so fun we're so proud yeah. obviously it's been so cool and th this just getting going too this isn't like yeah end. we're just starting this thing oh no, yeah yeah <laughs> you've said before too at least on your bio on uh warriorsrugby.com that you wanted to play for either Manu Samoa or the U.S. In, yes, your, yeah. in this conversation, you're still saying, hey, I still <laughs> want to play for USA 15s. What do you feel yeah. like is the next step for you in terms of showcasing your ability to get that call? What's what's the mm. next thing? Uh, like, just take it, like, for – with all this uh, upcoming MLR season, we, man, with the tremendous coaches like Coop and Davies and Robbie and all these guys, man, like, just – just seeing messages in the in the WhatsApp group, like you know that this is finally coming to to beginning, like the MLR season is right around the corner. So all these excitements and uh, analysis that's coming on, man, it's been great. Like it's it's never it's, it's a never fail to me where where um, MLR is around the corner. It's always a fire. It's always a different fire in me. It's always a different fire. It, it should be in any athlete that you know when when the season's coming to a start. So it's it's been great. I, I'm. I'm just being, like I said, student to the game around with just tremendous, tremendous amount of coaches and tremendous amount of players and guys that's, um, guys that's been, you know, putting in the work with this USA, with this USA uh, sevens and 15. Um, it's the same old, it's the same old DNA for me. Just put my head down at work, man. I just see what happens uh, throughout the future. And I, I, and I, and I know, and we all know that, um, you know the 15th didn't qualify for for the world uh, the World Cup uh, next year, but you know we just gotta continue on. We'll, we'll see what happens in the future, but same thing. We'll just put our head down and just go to work. So busiest off season of your career with the sevens uh, as well. Mm -hmm. Um, how excited are you as we look forward to the MLR season? You kind of touched on it. What do you think of mm -hmm. this squad? For the Utah Warriors, with all of the additions, with Coach Coops coming in, and now mm -hmm. the official roster lineup that we did a couple weeks ago, yeah, you know I just in that locker that. room now. How pumped <laughs> are you to get back here in Utah, brother, and get to work? Yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this clear, loud and clear, man. I think this is the best squad that we had in years that that um that Utah that Utah has uh, has seen on paper. So I know it, it might be good on paper, but the the amount of work that we have to put in, the amount of uh, um, time and offseason blood, sweat, and tears that we have to put in uh, with this uh, new uh, strength and conditioning coach with two with Ian, man, such a great great guy. I've been communicating. I've been talking to him throughout the. The first time that that I've been in in uh, Sacramento with a uh, with, with the tens uh, the tens tournament, I've I've been contacted with him. So, man, the the amount of work that he's gonna put in with us and the uh, the goals and standards that he's put in us for for this upcoming this squad right here that that's on paper, man. I tell you, we may look good on paper, but I tell you, when we put in that work coming off this all season, this first two months critical two months, it's gonna be a big season, and I I'm very excited. Like like I said, like. 
it's, it's, it's a long season. It's going to be 16 games, you know, maybe even more than that, but it's going to be a long season and it's going to be an exciting season, you know, with all these uh, announcements, everything, like, well, like we all said, man, like, like, and, and, and it's been, it's been like a, an elephant in the room. Like Utah is the best place to play, man. That's the best home, the uh, home field in the MLR, man. So it's like, like I said, I can't wait to, to um, be back in Dub Nation and be around those, the, the, the fans over there in, uh, in Zion's Bank Stadium, man, it's going to be great. So, But we're going to put in the work first. Obviously, the first two months that we have to put in is going to be a big two months. So I'm excited to get in the work with the boys. And we're excited to see it. We were just breaking down the schedule a moment ago. And, uh, yeah. hey, it shakes out nice. Uh, I think it's yeah. good. February home games are always fun. Uh, Dallas yes. on the 26th, <laughs> right? We'll be hey, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we've seen some crazy games. Nola sticks out. There's like a foot of snow on the field. Yeah. It was crazy. New York City, too. Yeah, when New York came. Yeah. yeah. What do you yeah. think of the kits, by the way? Those were released uh, <laughs> uh, a couple days ago. What do you think of the kits? Ooh, man, that white and red look nice, though, right? You guys tell me about <laughs> it. That red and that red, you know, that red and black, that away, um, red and black uh, with all that red shorts, too, man. That's honestly, whoever made those kits at. I tell you, hats off to whoever made those kits, man. I love those kits. The all blacks, to the traditional all blacks at home games, you, you know you can't go wrong with that. But you bring in that red and white, ooh, wee, look like a real fire out there. So, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really impressed with the whoever made that kit. So, hats off to that guy or whoever made that kit. Awesome, man. So, one more question for you here from me, yep. Lance. The over under on you scoring six tries or more this year. Take over, <laughs> you can take the under. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I might. I might have to go over. Uh, over, but I don't know with uh, with the I guys <laughs> with the guys that we have, like Paula C.K. and Tyler Fisher, and some really good guys coming in. You know, these guys might want uh, want some tries under their belt. So, so we, we might see. So we're, we're, I want to see Lance excited. Williams at the back of the ball, pushing in from inside of twenty two. Every Ooh. single game, I'm, I'd take the yeah. over on six. I was trying to make it easy, bro. Oh, good, brother. Run it straight every day, baby. Let's hey, six against Dallas <laughs> and Chicago combined, let alone yeah. the others. That's what I, I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. Old strategy there, Jeremy yeah. Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> Lance, we appreciate the time, man, all the way from oh. South Africa. You're world traveler this offseason. It's been awesome. We'll see you in the mm. next uh, you know, couple weeks here whenever you get back. And yeah. soon enough, we'll be, uh, we'll be playing the MLR season. So, Yes, Good luck sir. Uh, this weekend in the seventh tournament for the USA. Yes, man. Uh, boys. Thank you, boys. Thanks, JJ. It's always good to be on this show, man. I love you guys so much. We'll see you guys soon, yeah? Lofazos. Look, if Lance Williams' excitement isn't infectious enough, get ready now and book your 2023 season tickets to be at Zions Bank Stadium for the 2023 Major League Rugby season. Call 801-477-7652 now. Contact the ticket office and lock your seats in 801-477-7652. Or you can email tickets at warriorsrugby.com. Let's go, baby. Okay, uh, there was an article um, written on, on the BBC's website saying that World Rugby is considering some enhancements to make it more friendly for the TV audience and the audience in games. Here's some of the ideas being thrown out there. Broadcasting some interactions between the ref and the uh, TMO or television match official in the venue so that people in the stadium can hear, because on TV, we can hear it, but you can't in the venue. Interesting. Countdown shot clock displayed on big screen for set pieces, kickers, and so on. In MLR, we do have a kicking shot clock. We don't have a set piece clock right now. 
It's 60 for a penalty and 94 conversion are the existing laws, uh, apparently. France's top 14, by the way, also uses a shot clock for the uh, kicks at goal. And fewer water carriers on the pitch as often. <laughs> what do you think of these ideas? I think this is what happens anytime world rugby starts off with a, hey, we've been thinking. I always cringe because it's a bunch of people <laughs> who are so far disconnected from the way the modern game is actually played that their intention is to make the game better, but rarely is the intention ever the effect. You know what I'm talking about? So, so you don't like those? I don't like most of it. I don't mind the shot clock. I, I want to hear less of the referees in game. Not more. We should be looking for ways to minimize the referee's impact on the game, not highlight them in any kind of way, shape, or form. So, what do you mean? They're the star. Diminishing their ability to impact the game and interact with the fans should be the point, not highlighting their conversations. Like I said, I don't mind the shot clock. I don't mind the, the two resets on the scrums, which we already have in place in MLR. So that's really a minimal effect there. But fewer water carriers on the pitch. Who cares? Hydrate the players. We're running for 40 minutes straight and average to six to eight miles every single match. You want to minimize cramps and injuries to the players? Give me two more water carriers on the field that can go out and hydrate the players. What they really want to do is minimize who can be a water carrier on the field. If you want to make them actual water carriers and not your assistant coaches in a water boy jersey, then that might make more sense because they're talking okay. about the coaching during the downtime in that, you know what I'm saying? But minimizing yep. water carriers on the field, no. Hydrate your players, get the maximum performance you can out of them at all times. That's a stupid idea. Okay, I do like um, the idea of broadcasting some of the conversation between the ref and the TMO in the stadium, especially in the States, because people are still learning rugby. I think that would be informative. One of my favorite things about rugby is that you can hear the ref on TV I wish we could. We only hear the ref occasionally in football, rarely in baseball, um, and basketball only when they challenge things. Like, I enjoy sort of that access, right? I wish we could hear players, honestly. Obviously, there's like, Jesse, there's, there's a lot of things. things on the rugby field you don't want to hear <laughs> yeah. and are not, not, not suitable for broadcast. Jim. Yeah, maybe You're later. But, that. Yeah, but listen, listen. I don't I, need to hear from the referees. That's my job. It's hmm. my job to be able to explain to you what's going on the field, to teach you about what's going on if you're new to the game. And if you're an experienced fan, you already know, and it's our job to enhance your experience. I do not need to hear more from the referees. We have good referees in MLR, and they need to get better. We don't need to highlight them as a featured aspect of the game in any way. I think they should be announced in the starting line. I'm just kidding. Okay, next <laughs> item. Chicago got a mascot. It is... The Hounds. What do you think of the logo? What do you think of the the uh, nickname? I think somebody's been watching too much Game of Thrones with that logo. Is not enough. House it, of the Dragon. It, doesn't it look just like that? I mean, I like the name. I think it's fun. I don't. I'm not even mad at the crest or anything. Uh, I think this is a great thing. It's unique. It ties really well into the heritage and history of Midwest rugby. And there's a lot of great club rugby that has been played for years there in the Chicago area. So bring on the hounds, man. I love it. The Starks in Winterfell use the dire wolf so that everyone's on the same page there. So I love it. Big Winterfell guy. Um, but yeah, it, so in the dispersal draft, as you pointed out pre-show, LA and uh, Austin uh, rip 
those players uh, basically got dispersed to Chicago for the most part. So can we call them the Hound Green Grintinis? <laughs> um, like, is there some combination that the we'll Gil, figure the out? The Hound Tinagronis. Hound Tinagronis. The Hound Tinagronis. Look, a lot of thankfully. A lot of those players have found homes in professional competition. So we're going to see a lot of great players and a lot of great names and a lot of great characters from our sports still play in the league this year. That's the good news. Uh, the bad news for all the other teams in the MLR, Chicago is going to be a force to be reckoned with in their first season in MLR. Right away. They're not going to be like Dallas where it was like, hey, we got to figure this out. Also, Dallas had a, you know, a, there was a on, extenuating circumstances, an accident that injured players like they had it all coming at them, which was really tough this year. Okay. Um, finally, there was a transaction we should mention in the league, Utah and Houston, uh, Utah received salary cap considerations in 2023 and Houston's second round pick in the uh, MLR collegiate draft. So a little swap there, um, you know, just some, just some clerical uh, transaction. That's, that's a line item on a spreadsheet is basically what that adds up to. That's, I mean, there's there's no significant moves there, and the way this front office works, and how uh, Brandon and Nick have their eyes on so many different players. Clearly, that was something that they found they could get more value in, and uh, you know, that's a great business decision. Okay, fun show here on a uh, you know December seventh, uh, as we remember Pearl Harbor. By the way, shout out to uh, everyone, uh, of course, who has been affected by that throughout uh, time since then, but. Here, here we go. We've got two-ish months until the season begins. Can I add one more footnote? Please. Congratulations to our very own Ashley Burge, who's got a big sparkly diamond ring on her left hand now. Uh, yeah! On the engagement. It's a, her her fiancé, Faison, smart man. Way to wrap that up, buddy. Uh, hey. So congratulations to her on that engagement. That You know what? We should have led with that. That's a great point. We <laughs> I led couldn't let the show go without giving her some love. So. Absolutely. Congratulations to Ashley. That is so exciting. Um, huge part of what we do with the Warriors as well. So that's awesome. Okay. That'll do it for us. Like and share this episode of Dub Nation. Follow the Utah Warriors on social media. For Lance Williams from South Africa, Mason Benson and Banksy, I am Jerem Jordan. Go Warriors! <laughs>